everybody welcome back to that girl I'm so thankful that you are here with me again this week I always tell you how thankful I am that you press play and today is no different I am so excited for today I finally have my uncle with me my uncle Paul pastor Paul is most of you know him and I don't know if you grew up in his church you know him as uncle Paul that's just what he likes to go by but I am so thankful to have him here with me not only is he my uncle but he's just someone that I look up to so wisdom in the knowledge of God and I believe that today you're going to be blessed by what we have to say today so um, we're just going to jump right into it because as many of you know I'm always talking about uh, Jesus coming back and it always seems to intertwine in everything that we talk about because as Christians you should be looking for his return. And no matter what you're doing, whether it's going to work, raising kids, uh, whatever it is that you're doing, Jesus coming back intertwines into that part of your life. And you should be um, thinking about those things with whatever it is that you're doing. Um, But I know that there's a lot that goes into it. And sometimes it's just because... um, you don't understand that you kind of keep yourself ignorant. You know, ignorance is bliss. Isn't that what people say? And and when you don't understand something, it can seem scary or frightening or or even untrue. You're like, yeah, I've heard about Jesus coming back, but I'm really not sure that that's true. But we are here to maybe set some things straight and um, to just help you to understand uh, why you're seeing things in the world the way that you do. And to understand that this really is a a culmination of what God said and told us would happen, that as we see the day approaching, we should be watching and looking, but also that we should be joyful because we know that that Jesus is coming soon. So I'm going to kind of start this and then I'm going to let Uncle Paul kind of take over a little bit in in some of these parts. But I feel like if we want to understand Jesus coming back, we have to go back to the beginning. And that is just that, as as we all know, um, when Adam sinned, he gave dominion because God gave dominion of the earth to Adam. And when Adam sinned, he gave that dominion to Satan. And that's why we live in this this lost and dying world. And Adam, or excuse me, Satan has dominion over this world until Jesus comes back to take it as his own. But before that, Jesus told us that he would come to take his bride. And that is us. We are the church. We are his bride. And um, he is coming to take us out. And so that begs the question, why is he taking us out? And what is going to happen to people that are still here on this earth. So Uncle Paul, I kind of just want to give that question to you. What what is the tribulation and and what does that mean for Christians and and why did Jesus tell us that he was coming to to take us out? Well, first of all, let me say thank you for getting to be on that girl. But uh, and I, I'm excited to uh, be here with you, but um you know, the, the thing is, is we have to remember is the time of the tribulation, which is what our eyes are looking for. Uh, is something that where God deals with the nation of Israel. And um, he had talked about 
uh, in the book of Daniel. In Daniel chapter 9 talks about the 70 weeks that God has pronounced on Israel. And, and when he described that, he said that there are 70 weeks of seven. And so if you add those all up, um, you, you come to, um, uh, what, what are we talking about? 69 <laughs> yeah, 60. weeks. I'm talking about 70 weeks. I'm sorry, but oh, I'm yeah, just yeah. talking about the number of years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyhow, <clears throat> uh, in that, he talks about that those are pronounced on Israel. Uh, but then he also goes on to say that after, um, after 69 weeks, so in other words, there's a 69 uh, uh, seven-year periods, that the Messiah would be there and he would be cut off, but not for himself. And that time uh, period started when the decree went out to rebuild uh, Israel. And so when the decree went out to rebuild the walls in Israel, from that time, if you count the number of years, it is exactly that number of years, 438 years until the Messiah was cut off. From that decree was uh, exactly that many years until Jesus hung on the cross. And it says that he would be cut off, but not for himself. And he wasn't cut off for himself. He was cut off for us. He died for the sins of all mankind. Now, but Daniel had said that there would be 70 weeks pronounced on Israel. So that was only 69. And the purpose of those weeks were to put an end to sin. Now, we know that with Jesus having died for our sins, that even though we're still imperfect on the outside in the flesh, we are not accountable for sin before God because the Bible says, as he is presently, so are we presently in this world. It says that in Hebrews. And so the thing is, is that we're guiltless because Jesus took our guilt. When we received Jesus, we received the gift of salvation by grace you're saved through faith. So in other words, we're not guilty of sin because Jesus has paid that price. We accepted it. Now, when Jesus was cut off at that 69, after that 69 weeks, we entered into the church age. His death, burial, and resurrection started the church age, or we call the age of grace, by grace you're saved through faith. And during this period of time, uh, all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. We are referred to, as Daniel was saying, as the body of Christ or the bride of Christ. And there is a time when there's still, the, in, as we refer to that 70th week of Daniel, I know it sounds a little technical, but you can go back and read it in, in, the, um, in Daniel chapter 9. There's still one more week left. In other words, there's still one more seven-year period where God deals with the nation of Israel as he did under the old covenant. And the purpose of that, remember, was to put an end to sin. The, the, the Jewish people did not recognize their Messiah, which the Lord knew that was going to be this way. It was prophesied this way, is to work this way. This is how it included all of us, what's referred to the Gentiles. This is how we came to be with the Lord. It was God's plan from the very beginning. But nevertheless, in order for him to deal with the nation of Israel for that last seven-year period, under the law, he has to take his church, which is under grace, out of here. And there are many scriptures that back that up. In Thessalonians, it says that we are not appointed under wrath. Yes. And so when you, when you see that scripture in Thessalonians, and I'm sure you've been at a funeral and you've heard a pastor say this, a minister at a funeral, uh, that 
the dead in Christ shall rise and that they who are alive and remain will be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air. And so we shall ever be with the Lord. It's referring to the first coming of Jesus to get his bride. What is the uh, thing that takes place? We are caught up together to be with the Lord in the air. He comes, we go to meet him. And we could talk, Danielle and I were talking about this, we could talk for many times yeah. about all the different things that pertain to this, but for the sake of time, we, we can't. Right, right. And, uh, but nevertheless, um, there is the referral of the catching away of the church. Yes. You might have heard of the rapture. The word rapture is not actually in the, in the Bible, but catching away is, and we're caught up. Jesus referred to that in Matthew 24 when he was really talking about the nation of Israel and the sign of the um, Antichrist coming. And so, uh, but he, he then referred to, and then it will be like in the days of Noah. Yeah, yeah. He says two will be working in the field. One will be taken, one will be left. And so it's talking, there'll be at different places. One will be taken, one will be left. It's a reference to the rapture of the church. One is taken out of here, but there are people that are left. Jesus is going to come for his bride. And he's going to catch us out of here because, like I said in Thessalonians, we, the, the bride, are not appointed unto wrath. He, that 70 weeks was not dealing with the church. It was dealing with the nation of Israel. God still dearly loves the, the nation of Israel. He, he will be accepted as their Messiah. But in that 70th week, or in that Daniel chapter 9, it makes reference to this person, the abomination of desolation, or the Antichrist. There's references of him in, in, in various scriptures. In the book of Revelations, it talks about him who will... In, uh, and it's always this seven-year time frame. Yep. At the beginning, he affirms a treaty with Israel. And in seven or three and a half years into that, he breaks that treaty and he actually puts an image of himself in the temple uh, in Jerusalem, which still has to be built um, and uh, which I believe will be built during the tribulation period and then tells everybody to worship his image. And, and he then sets himself up to be God. It actually says that uh, in, in the scripture that, that uh, he abandons even his, his father's uh, faith and all these and, and all the other gods' faiths, and he sets himself up that he is in fact God. And so when that happens, it causes all kinds of bad things on this earth. That's why it's referred to as the Great Tribulation. Yeah. In Matthew, it said that there will be a, a tribulation such not has ever been seen, nor shall ever be seen. So we know it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. And so we know it is coming, but it is in that seven-year period that is referred to. Now, it, it's not good, but the good thing is, is those who put their trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, we escape that. Yeah. And you think, why? Well, because we belong to him. He has taken the responsibility. When a man marries a woman, he takes the responsibility, I have the care for you, to protect you, and all of those things. When we receive Jesus, he takes the responsibility of us. He made it this way. He asks us. He calls us to himself. Mm -hmm. When we accept his proposal and we receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, we now, he has taken the responsibility of us. Yeah. And so his beloved bride, and we're referred to as his beloved, he is not going to leave us into this wrath. And it doesn't mean that there's not suffering now in the church. There are people all yeah. over the world that are believers in Jesus that suffer, but that's the persecution of the church on the earth. 
That is not the wrath of God, right. which comes during that seven-year period. We are not appointed to that. Yeah. Yeah. So he takes us out of there. And we see the references of that in Thessalonians and Matthew in other places. And then God will deal with the people of this earth, but especially he has this one seven-year period to fulfill his promise to the nation of Israel. And the nation of Israel, uh, as, a, as a whole, not every person, sure. but by and large, will accept Jesus is, in fact, the Messiah. So, you know, I, as we talk about, you know, the, the, I think, you know, because I remember being a, a new Christian, whether I was a child or even honestly, you know, maybe eight, 10 years ago, when you would think of, um, the end times and, and things like that, you feel, it, it makes you feel nervous because you think, oh, you, you hear about all these horrible things that are going to happen. And people are looking around right now and thinking, I just don't see how it could get any worse. And if it does, it brings it brings fear. And so the good news is, like you're saying, Uncle Paul, is if you've received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, we we get to be out of here. He he's he's taking us out. Um but if you're if you're listening to this and you're thinking, I'm so glad that I that I have Jesus, but my my uncle, my brother, my dad, my mom, somebody that you know maybe hasn't accepted Jesus and just really doesn't want anything to, to, to do with Jesus right now. What, what happens to people, um, that are left behind that, that don't get to go in the rapture because they haven't received Jesus. Will they have a chance to receive Jesus during that time period? Well, they will. And like I said, the, the last uh, seven years is for Israel to just do that very thing, but also the people of the earth that are remaining that had not received Jesus, their names were not written in the Lamb's Book of Life, that they, um, they too have a, a, a chance to put their trust in God mm -hmm. and reject this. The only thing is, it refers to in this, in, in Revelations, that, that he has, uh, that the Antichrist it refers to causes everybody to have to have a mark, and this is three and a half years into this tribulation period, and that you can't buy, you can't sell, you can't go anywhere and do any kind of transaction. Uh, he will own and possess everything, and it says that he'll, he'll cause everyone great, no matter how much money or power they have, and small, to receive this mark. And uh, the thing is, is that mark then identifies them with him, and it says that there are those who will refuse that. In the book of Revelations, it talks about a great sea, larger than you can number, of people that are uh, dressed in white robes. And they're the ones that come through the tribulation period who refuse the mark of the beast. And they had to give their life for it because it's insistent. Yeah. And so they're beheaded and put to death and different things. But they're the ones in the book of Revelations that are in heaven in those white robes and they wear a crown. So yes, they can still receive, but is it going to cost them? Yes, it is. Yeah. And so you don't want anybody to go no. through that. Now, that's the, the joy is like we say, we're to look up and rejoice because our redemption draws nice, draws nigh. That is not for the body of Christ. That is not for the Lord's bride. That's why he takes us out of yeah. here. Yeah. His second coming uh, is when all eyes see him and come, and that's not a pretty time. And that's where everybody who's left has rejected him. Yeah. And, you know, the Bible says that the, the, the earth or the sun will be darkened, the, the moon will not shine, the, falls of, the stars will fall from uh, the sky, and it'll be, it's, so in other words, it's going to be pitch black, and then suddenly he appears and every eye will see him. And as lightning goes from east to the west, 
every eye on earth will see him. And believe me, they're not going to be happy to see him. Right. Because this is where he comes to, to, uh, to, to judge the earth in that way. And so um, we should be looking as, as believers, seeing the signs of the return of the Lord and being excited. Right. Because even though and we, we, we don't, um, we don't want to make light of the fact that we have brothers and sisters throughout the world suffering because of their faith. Sure. However, they're going to an eternity with the Lord. Right. Jesus said, right. I'm, I'm going, and this is wedding talk if you understand the Jewish uh, life and custom. He says, in my Father's house are many mansions. If it was not so, I'd have told you. And, uh, and if I have prepared a place for you, then I am going to come again and receive you to myself. And this is what the rapture is. He comes for his bride and receives us to himself. He says that where I am, yeah. there you will be also. From that point, wherever Jesus asks, is for all eternity, we will be with him. We're his beloved bride. Yeah. And so for us, even though in these, through these light afflictions, as the Apostle Paul says, is what he associates with the suffering because of he, we uh, stand for him on this earth, even though we have to face things here sometimes, we know that we have an eternity of pure joy that we will always be with our Lord and Savior. And that's what we're to be rejoiceful for. And so as believers, this is what we want for everybody. Right. We right. want everybody to be saved. We don't want people going through this time. No. We don't want, you don't want to have to live or die situation in the tribulation. And there's a lot of other bad things that are going to go on there. But remember, this was not meant uh, for us. Right. And, right. and so um, that time is coming because we know what's going on during that period of time. It shows us by the things that we see on earth right now that yeah. we're heading very quickly to that day. Yeah, yeah. And, and so I, like I tell you guys all the time, I think the biggest thing that my heart feels and that I, I try to tell people is right now, uh, like like Uncle Paul said, you know, uh, the, the like uh, Paul says is that these are light afflictions, and that doesn't mean to to make light of of the things that people are dealing with. Because my heart breaks for for people that really are dealing with with things right here in the United States too. Whether it's just with everything going on with our kids and and uh, people losing their jobs and and things like that. But if we can put our perspective in the right place when you can look at things that are that are happening um in america but around the world when when you have that perspective knowing that jesus has the victory and that because i've received him i have the victory you can come at everything that comes against you from from a different standpoint knowing that um i know where my eternity lies i know God, God told me these things were going to happen, so I don't have to be afraid. I don't have to worry. I know that God takes care of me. I know who my father is. And so it's putting your, uh, your heart in, in the perspective of knowing who you are. And um, because right now, everyone, it seems, is, is operating out of fear. And I talked about that last week, that the, the fear is, is so strong um, that... And, and, and we have to remember that that's where Satan wants us. He wants us fearful because if we're fearful, then uh, 
we're not doing what God wants us to do. And, and that doesn't mean that if you have some, some fears or some worries that you're not doing anything for God. You understand what I'm saying. If you are to the point where you have so much fear that you're not listening to the Spirit of God or what He's trying to tell you, that is where Satan wants you. He doesn't, he doesn't want you joyful. He doesn't want you looking for uh, uh, Jesus's return because if you're looking for his return, you can see that things that are happening uh, right now are pointing to his return. And as we are being pointed to his return, that makes us more and more joyful. And that's exactly what the devil does not want for us. He doesn't want us happy. He doesn't want us excited um, about Jesus uh, coming. He doesn't want us getting people saved, helping people come to know who Jesus is. And um, again, it, it goes back to having the right, the right perspective. And we can't, uh, we need to, to have um, a good balance of, of knowing what's going on in the world. Because uh, like Uncle Paul always says at, at church, 180 church, you guys know, I always invite you, you got to come, come and listen. But um, you know, this is not about politics anymore. You know, we, we can't ever go back to that. This isn't, this isn't politics. This isn't, um, uh, what you think I should do and what I think is right and wrong. This is, this is God and this is good against evil. That, that is what this is. And, and Satan is going to use politics to set up for the Antichrist. That is the avenue that he's going to use. And if you can see things in that perspective, you start to say, okay, this is making more and more sense. Just like when Uncle Paul was talking about um, the, the mark of the beast, you won't be able to buy or sell or, or do anything unless you have that mark. And you know, I don't have to say it, but you guys know that there's already things happening right now that tell you you can't come in here unless you have this. You can't, we're going to make it to where you can't come in this store unless you show this card. And um, that's not to scare you, but that's to show you why do we talk about Jesus coming back so much right now? Because if you see things for what they are, you start to say, whoa, that's already happening right now. And that's not the Antichrist, but you can see that that system is already being set up. And that's why it's so important to, to look and listen. Right. You know, the, the thing is, is if you understand the end game, right. then you understand the journey. Yeah. Yeah. And like Daniel said, you, you said it started with Adam. From that point, this whole journey has begun of the total redemption of mankind, which Jesus has already redeemed, but he has to fulfill all things. And uh, it has begun from there. But we have, we, with the knowledge that, the God, that God has given us in his word, when you know the things of the Antichrist, like you were referring to, you know, you can't buy, you can't sell unless you have this mark or the number of the beast on you, as it says in the book of Revelations. The, th the thing is, is, when this time comes and this Antichrist person, which Jesus said, there are many Antichrists, that doesn't mean that there's a whole bunch of them. But he says there have been, so that because the spirit of Antichrist has been with us all along. That's because the Antichrist, the Bible says in Revelations, gets his power from Satan. Well, Satan is, this is his thing. But what we know is, and as Daniel was referring to, is you can't buy, you can't sell, all these things. Uh, that And he controls the whole world this yeah, way. Yeah. 
when you understand the end game, you start looking for the journey. For the last 40 years, and I thank God for the heritage of, of my dad who always showed me these things and talked about things and we were looking for these things. We, we have seen signs of the structure of the Antichrist system being put in place. While man is oblivious, we see things that are progress and because not everything is, well, that's an Antichrist thing. No, it's progress, sure. but it's part of the system that he uses. And so is there a system in place right now where you would be able to monitor the whole world? Yeah. Yeah. Is there a system in place right now where you have the ability to check if people have the right credentials at any given time to go into any given place? Yes. Yeah. Uh, is there the power of that source to be able to be global? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Is there a will to use it? Yes. Yeah. So here's the thing. In that tribulation period, when it talks in those seven years about um, what the Antichrist system will be to have that, he's not throwing that together at the last minute. No. The reality is, is that the, 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 the system is presently in place. I've seen it be fulfilled in my lifetime. I've seen all the little steps from the first time that there were barcodes and scans and all these things. Our eyes are just going, oh my goodness, look at this. Sure. And you have to stop and think about this. These prophecies, these, this end time has to happen in Israel at the temple in Jerusalem. And for uh, over 18, what is 1800, uh, 1879 years, I don't remember the exact number, but uh, somewhere's right about that, almost 2,000 years, Israel didn't exist. There was no Israel. Right. And for all of that time, people saying, well, it can't be, there's no Israel. And then all of a sudden, bang, there they are. Yep. 1948, Israel becomes a nation out of the blue. All of a sudden, everything's in play. Yeah, but what about Jerusalem? What about the Temple Ground? 1967, bang, all of a sudden, Six-Day War, there's Jerusalem. Now everything's in play. Yeah. So the yeah. only thing that isn't there is uh, the Temple. However, uh, there is a Temple Institute. There is, uh, they, they have the material, they have the plans, they have everything that they need. They have the garb for the priest. Uh, to do the sacrifices. There's this red heifer, and I know that there's more different subjects, but it's to purify <laughs> the land, but they had to find one. And they did finally find a perfect, pure red heifer for because they sacrifice it and the ashes purify the land. However, now they have, I think, seven of, of them. So they everything is set. And we know with the, with the uh, equipment and things that we have, that temple could be built in a year. Right, right. So that's why I think in the um, at the beginning of this peace accord that is affirmed. In other words, it's, yeah, okay, we're going to honor this. The Antichrist does at the beginning of the seven years. It, it could be built right then because we don't see where the in three and a half years where the Antichrist steps in there and, and puts an end to the sacrifices. So we know they've been sacrificing. But the point, when we see how the system is, we know when we see the system being put together where we're going. And for the first time in my life, it's there. Yeah. Yeah. The system is there. The prophecies that had to be fulfilled, so many things have been done until where we're actually at this point where I believe everything is there and we're just waiting till that time where Jesus says now. Yeah. And But the point, we, we see these things. The Antichrist doesn't create a system. He steps into a system. Right, yeah. And the Bible says, it talks about in Thessalonians that that what is withholding him, He says it says, now we know what withholds until he who lets is taken out of the way. Well, who is stopping the Antichrist right now from being revealed? It's the body of Christ. Yep. The Bible says that we are his body on this earth. 
And Satan, though he has dominion on man, has not dominion on us. Right. And right. so while we're here, he can't. He's trying. He's been trying yeah, you can to, to instill this right now. Satan's not wait, waiting for that seven years. Right. He's trying to do it now. He's been trying to do it all along. But he can't because the body of Christ is here. But it says, until he who lets, or who, and that word lets means resist, until he who resists is taken out of the way. Well, when is that? Thessalonians also talks about we're not appointed into wrath, that he's kind of, you know, like I said at the beginning, he ascends and with a shout, and, and the dead in Christ shall rise, and that we who remain are caught up with him. That's the rapture of the church. When the church, his bride, the body of Christ, mm -hmm. is removed from this earth, there is nothing to resist the Antichrist. And the system is already in place. Yep. So what happens? It all falls, falls into, into place. place. Now there's no resistance. Yeah, yeah. So we see that in place. We then know by the fact that the Israel has been restored. We know uh, that the, the Bible says in Matthew that the people that see that, that that generation shall not pass until all things are fulfilled. So we're within that generation. Then we see all the things of the Antichrist in place. Yep. Remove the body of Christ. And, and because we would be, if the Antichrist tried to show himself, we'd be, look at that guy. And so until we're removed. So we are right there where everything is just waiting for what? The rapture of the church. Yep. The taking away of the body of Christ. Yep. And so we know and there are so many things we could talk for days, yeah, but really? we know mm -hmm. that we are in that last day. We know it could be any day. It could be this year. It could be next year. I'm not going to get into predicting that, but right, I right. know there are so many things uh, I would tell you. You can go uh, yeah. check out uh, anything on the Ezekiel 38 war. I've preached on it. I yep. just preached it last week. That's yep. a whole nother avenue. Yeah. But all That's these amazing. things show the pieces the, the, that are coming in Israel and everything named. They were named thousands of years ago. In it's prophecy. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And so we just know this as a church that... The Lord's coming soon for us. Yes. And we are supposed to be, if you're a believer, you're supposed to be watching for his return. He told us to watch for his return. Yes. If you're not doing that, I'm sorry, there's part of your Christianity you're not living up to. That's and, true. and you're supposed to be watching. And what does that do? Uh, oh, I can't wait to get out of here. No, that's a, an escape mentality. What it's supposed to tell us to do is our time is short. We need to be about the Father's business yep. because everybody who doesn't know Jesus is, is going to be left here. Yeah. And so do you want people to know him? Do you want yeah. them to go? Yeah. See, there is where our focus should be. What does the church need me to do? What am I to be doing in my community what, as far as being a light for Jesus and sharing that faith? Right, right. We know that time is at hand. Yeah. And that should be our focus as a church. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I've talked to you guys about that so many times just you know, I, I'm always encouraging uh, to to what does God have for you? Because he has something and you it's so easy to sit and say, well, I, I, I'm a new Christian or I just started believing or there, I don't have any gifts. I don't have any talents and God can't use me for anything. It's like you got to sap all of that. All of that talk is is from Satan, because if you're listening to what we're saying, you're like, well, yeah, of course, Satan wants me to think all those things because then I'm not doing what God wants me to do. And I'm always saying this to myself. And I want you to encourage yourself to say this, too, is Jesus, I want you to find me faithful. 
I want you, I, when he comes, I want him to see me and find me doing what he's called me to do. And I want that for you guys too. And um, there's no better joy than doing what God's called you to do and, and talking about Jesus. And, and like Uncle Paul said, don't, don't think, oh, cool, Jesus is coming good. Oh, thank God I get to get out of here. It's like, no, don't slow down. And I, and I talked about that in one of my past last podcasts. It's, you don't slow down. You, you speed up all the more and, and talk to people all the more because you know that he's coming soon. Um, I'm going to encourage you guys because Pastor Paul and I, Uncle Paul and I could, could talk for hours and we do and we have <laughs> uh, about all of this. But what I want to do is encourage you guys to, um, you can download the, the church app um, and, and search 180 Church and all of his sermons are, are on there. And I've told you guys, I'm not just saying this because he's my uncle and I love him. Yes, but there's so much wisdom and, um, there, there's, you have to link up with a church that is speaking of these things because it's easy to continue to get a feel good message. And not that this isn't a feel good. That's, that's the misconception is that an end times message isn't a feel good message. But if you receive Jesus, it is you should feel good about the fact that Jesus loves you and he's coming to get you. You don't have to be afraid. And I don't know about you, but that's a feel-good message to me. And so you need to be hearing truth. You need to be hearing about these things because uh, then you can have the wisdom and the knowledge to look for your returning Savior. And, and so go to 180 Church. Listen to all of those messages. There's a message on the 70th week of Daniel. There's messages on the Ezekiel 38 war, which again, that's a whole nother thing, but he explains all of that there. There's tons and tons of amazing messages on there to get you built up because if you keep listening to the world, you are going to be like the world. You can't help it. That's just the way it is. But if you continue to fill yourself with the truth of Jesus and his knowledge and his wisdom, you will be more like him. And the more you are like him, the brighter your light shines and the easier it is for you to to share his gospel and his message. So Uncle Paul, I just want to thank you so much for, for joining me today and just sharing your wisdom with everybody. I know that people are going to be, be blessed by that. Um, also, uh, I just want to tell you guys, um, if you have any questions, because I know this is a lot, uh, if you have any questions, uncle Paul and I are going to come back next week and we are going to try to answer some questions. So I encourage you to, uh, message, message me, send me a message. Uh, you can send me a message. Uh, if you're listening through anchor, you can send me a voicemail. You can send me a text message. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram, on Facebook, find me, send me a message and uh, I'll, I'll make a, a, a post about some questions that you might have. Um, because we know it's a lot, but it's, here's the thing you have to remember about Jesus as well. God didn't make it too hard to understand. He wouldn't do that to us. Would you make something too confusing for your child to understand if it was something that they really needed to know? Well, of course you wouldn't. He doesn't make it too hard to understand. You just have to start hearing it for the truth that it is. That's the difference. Um, so right now, uh, you guys know I've been ending my, my sermons with, it, with uh, a prayer. And I'm, gonna, I'm, not gonna, I'm gonna do that today because I feel that it's important that the very thing that we want to be doing is leading people to Jesus. And I never know if there's somebody that's listening to this message right now that hasn't received Jesus. And you're thinking, I'm not, I don't know all of the ins and outs yet, but, but I don't wanna be here for that. And I do wanna be the bride. I do wanna be a part of that. 
then that's what we want too. And so I'm going to pray a prayer right now. And I would love for you to just repeat after me this, this simple prayer that saves your life for eternity. Just say, Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for Jesus. He died on a cross and rose again. Lord, I thank you for forgiving me of all my sins, for cleansing me, for washing me clean, Lord. Come into my heart. I receive you as my Lord and Savior for all eternity. Amen. And, and it's that simple prayer that you receive Jesus. And, and I always say, let somebody know. Let me know if you've done that because I'd love to talk with you. God loves you so much. He sent us his word so we can uh, be joyful and happy and know where we're at. So that way we can be the ambassadors that we are for him. So I pray that you guys are blessed by this. I pray that um, you can share this message and uh, that you can get something from it. Listen to it more than once if you miss something. Take some notes. Go back and and read the word. It's so important for you to read it for yourself. And don't forget to uh, leave me some questions and we'll have some fun again next week. And we'll see you here at That Girl.